0: Hey there, it's Rob Carbone. You're listening to BD4, where there's no better way to get your Yankees analysis than by tuning into this podcast right here, right now. Let's go. All right, what's up? What's up, guys? How we doing tonight? Rob Carbone, episode thirty-four of BD4. I'm in a great mood. I definitely am. I'm pretty sure you are too, right? I'm pretty sure we have a we have something going on here, which uh, which is putting us in an excellent mood. Uh, if you live in New York, uh, New York or you know on the East Coast, uh, the New York Yankees, fellas, the New York Yankees. I have officially advanced to the American League Championship Series. Yes, that's right. They have got a ticket to the ALCS now. And now they're waiting on either the Astros or the Rays, probably the Astros, to uh, start this series off on Saturday. But, wow. They they officially just they came in. They got the job done against the Minnesota Twinks. And they, they finished them off with ease. And it wasn't even a battle for them. Right, they got the job done one, two, three. Really, bada bing. It was really quick. It was really easy for them. It seemed like they had no competition. You know, just outscoring them big time every game. Um, pitching, hitting, defense, everything. They were sharp on all ends, and you know that's how they won. You know, people were saying, "Oh, how, what, what was the biggest reason the Yankees won this series? Was it this? Was it that?" It's really simple. They played great baseball. That's it. Great fundamental, old school, new school. Great balance, just great baseball. Simple, that's it. They played great baseball. You know, hitting, pitching, defense, base running, everything they did was crisp. Everything they did was sharp. You know, the the spots where they got into a little bit of trouble, they got out of it. They didn't let it, you know, they didn't bleed. They were just fantastic. Um, So they sweep the Minnesota Twins. God, what a, what a great time. And Playoff baseball is... I just want to start. by say it's one of my favorite things of the year, man. Like when this month, the month of October is one of my favorite things because you get you get everything. You really get everything. If you're a football fan, you get that. If you're a college football fan, you get that. Um, but then you got playoff baseball. Then you got the NBA coming up. You got other things. You got so much stuff to look at. You, know, you got Michael Myers about to go on his killing spree again. It's my favorite time of the year, Halloween. But Fungal, the Yanks did it, and you know playoff baseball is the best because it's. Especially in the Bronx, man. You go to Yankee Stadium in that cold weather, but it's just perfect. It's perfect enough where it's like chilly, but not too cold. And I, I spent uh, my night at Yankee Stadium for game two. I was there with uh, my family, a couple of, uh, you know, my cousin and a couple of friends and my uncle. It was an amazing experience. No matter where you sit, no matter where you go, you're at Yankee Stadium. You're in the Bronx and for playoff baseball it's something you're always going to remember, you know. It's you're surrounded by a family of fans, you know, who just who uh, nothing but baseball that night, and they just every moment, every pitch. That's what I love about baseball, playoff baseball in particular. It's it's so intense. Every pitch matters in the Bronx. You know, the crowd is on their feet. Every pitch, there's constant chance, It's just such a great atmosphere. And, you know, if, if I have to recommend it to you, I will. Go see a freaking Yankee playoff game live. I don't care if you have to spend the 150 bucks that Cheapskate How will make you pay. I did it, and I plan on going back here for the American League Championship Series uh, coming up. But it was amazing. and uh, But what a series, man. What a sweep, right? They come out the gate strong in Game 1. Um Well, they actually didn't come out the gate strong. James Paxton lets up a couple runs. But they bounce back, they get the job done, and they keep on going throughout the entire series, right? Ten runs in the first game, eight runs in the second, and a quote-unquote minuscule five runs in the third. Even at their worst, they could still crack open a five spot. Um, But, yeah, like I said, they won this series because they played great all-around sharp baseball, right? Um, So, you know, we're going to dive into it a little bit and talk about this series. But, yeah. Why were they so sharp offensively, right? Well, they worked the damn counts, man. Do you guys see how disciplined they looked? I mean, up there at the plate, they had so many batters. So many Yankee hitters were just working so many counts. They were working the counts, they were getting on base, and they were waiting for their right pitch. So it was a perfect balance of, like, stubbornness but aggressiveness, right? When they got that pitch, they would jump on it. So they would fall... They would would fall... uh, pitchers, Twins pitchers would fall behind in the count because the Yanks were working that count. Right? It'd be something like 2 and 0 or 3 and 1 and you'd get that fastball and they knew it was coming because the Twins were desperate to throw nothing but a fastball because the Yankees were working that count up. And they jumped on those fastballs, whatever it was, they jumped on that pitch and they would hit they would hit the ball. They, they I mean, I, I can't stress enough how big and important their plate discipline was, man. It was ex it was it was outstanding. I was going to say excellent and outstanding at the same time. That's a good word. That's a good mix. standing. But um, <laughs> no, it was just awesome to see. You know, even in game one, Giancarlo even had some plate discipline. He drew some walks. But everybody. I mean, they drew eight walks in game one, eight in game two. Um, and it was just amazing. And uh, I mean, I did a little research, did a little you know averaging out. Twins pitchers, altogether of all three games, Twins pitchers averaged twenty point two pitches per inning. Twenty pitches per inning on average that series for Minnesota pitching. That's pretty much double what you know what an efficient pitcher would have. Twenty pitches per inning. That's how much the Yankees work to count. And because of that, like I said, they got their pitches, right? That plate doesn't been paid off because they jumped on their pitches that they wanted to. You know, they forced the Twins to throw stress pitches, high-stress pitches. They forced the Twins to, to give in and give the Yankees that meatball. And as a team, that series, they did what they've been doing all year. They hit the ball for average. They hit at a high clip. You know, they hit the homer, the single, and the double. You know, they hit everything combined together, and they hit 293. Over the course of these three games, but like I said, that plate discipline and the ability to also walk on top of the single, double, home run gave them a 403 on base percentage that series. Um, in the 25 innings they took the plate, they struck out a moderate 20 27. Right in today's baseball, that's just fine. Um, 17 walks, and they had a 324 average with runners in scoring position. All that, all those numbers right there, really—that's the Yankees in 2019, right? As I've been saying all year, and it's really why I, I had no concerns, no legitimate concerns um, for the chunk of 2019 about this offense because I knew, you know, offenses like that succeed in October, which they have so far, 3-0, because they, they put the bat to the ball. And when you put the bat to the ball, you're going to hit at a high clip. And when you hit at a high clip, you're going to get on base and you're going to start driving in those runners, you know, on second, on um, third, that they didn't do last year. Uh, you know, right? So it wasn't just about... You know, hitting the home run anymore it's about hitting the home run but also the single also the double and also drawing that walk so they do it all they did it all and they continue to do it all here in the postseason which is why they're you know that, that's one of the reasons why they cracked um, a 10 spot and eight spot and then five runs to cap off the sweep and you got to look at you know guys like Edwin Encarnacion what an acquisition this guy was right what a steal man I mean, this is a guy who was, where was he, with Toronto before he was with us? I don't even care. I don't even remember who we gave up. That's how much of a steal it was. Seriously, I, I honestly can't remember who the Yankees, who Brian Cashman traded away to get Edwin Encarnacion this this summer. And I don't care because he's been such a steal. right? He started off slow, and I really, to be honest with you, I did not like the acquisition at first. Um, I thought he was just this, this um. Uh, streaky power bat who's not really going to impact I really thought he was stanton 2.0 but no man no this guy's making contact and as a matter of fact he's been hitting over 300 ever since that slow start right I think he had like a 14 or 15 game slump to start with the Yankees but since then he's been on fire but Edwin Encarnacion had an excellent uh, excellent start um, here in October with an amazing three games especially the first two you know, he started the Yankees off both games, but the, both games at home. He put the Yanks on the board first. Um, you know, he had two doubles in game one. Then he, count, uh, he came back with an RBI single to put the Yanks on the board in game two, off uh, the Uber driver. <laughs> How freaking ridiculous was that whole thing? Um, unless you're like, unless you don't have the internet nearby, unless you don't have a Twitter, but you probably don't know this then. But um, there was this whole thing. People got offended that Yankees fans were, were chanting Uber at um, whatever the guy's name is who was pitching game two for the Twins. Are you friggin' kidding me? <laughs> First of all, that's called home field advantage. Second of all, that's called the Bronx. Third of all, grow up, get out more, and live a little. All right? <laughs> that's exactly what baseball is. That's exactly what sports is. It's what the real world is. People are going to get in your head, and if you can't take it, oh well. Sports ain't for you, New York ain't for you, and playoff baseball in the Bronx ain't for you, but no, definitely something I love doing, and I was there, like I said, for game two, right up there with everybody chanting Uber from from the top deck of the nosebleeds, it was amazing, Um, but yeah, Encarnacion, what an amazing first couple of games for him, same with the Mayhew, I mean, really, you can't say enough about this guy, especially in game one, like, when he dropped that pop-up, and then he struck out before that in his first at-bat, it looked like, oof, rough start for the Mayhew in, in the postseason. But you loved it because he bounced right back. Three hits of that game. I think two more the other game, and the next game, sorry. Um, you know, four ribbies. He was great. He was great. Glaber Torres, Didi Gregorius, those two guys might win the, co- uh, the MVP and co-MVP of the American League Division Series if there was one, right? Uh, they were spectacular. God, Glaber was, I mean, he, he, big double in game one, RBI single game two, game three started, uh, put the Yanks on the board first with the solo homer to make it one, nothing off Odorizzi, his excellent defense, that game saving, uh, slide when he slid to his left in game, in game three to stop that ball from going into the outfield, could have scored a run in the fifth inning, but nope, he made the play, threw it to Domehiu, got the out, great star on both ends, Glaber Torres is developing before our eyes, man. And I told you all he'd be that good. I really did. But it's so nice to see him have such a, you know, a spectacular start to his postseason career, really. Um, Didi Gregorius, yeah. He was, you know, this guy, listen. Listen. I feel so dumb, really, just thinking back. Uh, When I made my postseason roster, I put this guy on the bench. Oh, it's cringy to say that, and people are gonna kill me for it. Now that they know I did this, but yeah, I did. I did. I don't know why, but I put Didi on the bench, and I said my reasoning for it. But well, he had a terrible regular season, and you know, I said, oh, you know, he's clutching the playoffs here and there, but he can come off the bench and provide that clutch. Nah, got to start the guy, and, and he's showing me that he's showing me why I'm wrong. Right. And it's not even like he was just a moments guy. Sure, he had that grand slam. But he's been hitting the ball consistently too, man. Multiple hits, I think, in each of his last two each of the last two games of this series. But, yeah, that grand slam. Woo! I was at that game, man, again. And, boy, was that awesome. Man, that, that crowd. I couldn't even hear myself think. I got chills. I, I was shivering up there from, from just from the, the yelling, the, the chanting. Uh, Didi hits that grand slam. And you could see, you know, that... that that sigh of relief the minute that ball um, landed into the upper deck, that Didi was just ready to go. And ever since that hit, uh, he's been hitting the ball. Um, What a a hit. That was such a magical moment. And, you know, uh, he needed that more than anybody in the world. So it was so nice to see Didi get that grando and put the Yankees on top and finish off this this series with a win because, man, he played a big role in game three as well, you know. God, I, I love that. You know, I'm glad to be wrong about that too, man. Don't don't think I'm you know disappointed that he proved me wrong. I love that shit. If I had him on my bench and now he proved me wrong, I love that. Are you kidding me? Good for him, man. So he deserved that. He deserves all the respect in the world. Um Yeah, no, definitely a great series offensively. Like I said, that plate discipline the Yankees brought up there was outstanding. It was impeccable. Uh, couldn't have asked for more against Minnesota pitching. Even though they're not the great, greatest pitchers, you have to you you have to respect the Yankee offense that they you know they found their rhythm after a slow September. Really, turning the page and really showing everybody that you know it doesn't always matter what you do in September. You can flip that switch sometimes in the postseason, which is what they've done so far. Um, on the flip side, can't forget about their pitching. You don't win unless you pitch and. This is really where they proved me wrong. Again, I I, I did not think the Yankees would do this well pitching-wise. Especially against, you know, they had such a good plan because, you know, the Minnesota Twins are this this fastball-hitting team, right? They're this fastball-hitting team who crush the fastball. But, you know, Aaron Boone, uh, the analytical staff, Brian Cashman, whoever, the Yankees like their pitchers to go off-speed. I know last year they were last in the league in, in fastball percentage. You know the amount of times they used the fastball. And I think this year they're right up there in that same area. Uh, the Yankee, the Yankees like their pitchers throwing off speed. They like them nibbling. They like them throwing their breaking pitches, whatever it is. And that's exactly the attack we saw this series, man, against the Twins. They did not give in to Minnesota pitching. Um, you know, unless you're Chad Green, which <laughs> he had a pretty damn good start to this to this uh, playoff 2019. But no. Uh, Aside from that, everybody else was just painting the corners with their off-speed. You know, even James Paxton doing that knuckle-curve fastball combo. Tanaka going with the splitter, going with his slider. Um, game 3, Severino, he didn't have the fastball. He used his slider to get out of some big jams. His changeup looked good. I mean, even the bullpen, right? Everybody. So the Yankees, they got the Twins uh, in their weak spot, right? The Twins are a great fastball-hitting team, but they could not hit the off-speed. And uh, in the regular season, and that's what the Yankees attacked them with this postseason. And that's why they're um, not golfing like the Twins are right now. 35 strikeouts for the Twins in the 27 innings they took the plate. 35. Uh, and a big reason for that, because of the Yankees, since the Yankees were attacking them with those off-speeds, they the Twins kept leaving runners on, man. The Yankees kept stranding runners. I'm sorry, the Twins kept stranding runners because of the Yankee pitching. You know they got the job done, and they 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 were three for twenty-eight which runners in scoring position. The Twins, that's a one hundred and seven batting average. Um, yes, yeah, so you got to give credit for Aaron, to Aaron Boone and the Yankees analytical staff for telling them to you know to go at them in the way that they went at them, and also credit to Boone for being very aggressive. You know, now this might not work in the in the next round if we play Houston or even Tampa, and we'll get to that in a little. But Aaron Boone, I like what he did. I I do. I didn't. It wasn't my favorite thing in the world, but I respect it because it worked. He was very aggressive. You know, the first sign of fatigue, the first sign of trouble, uh, he would Yankee, Yankee starter, right? He used his bullpen a lot. He used his strength. The Yankee bullpen is the strength of their team. It's one of their biggest strengths. Um, And he knew that, and he used it to his advantage. Yankee starting pitchers, this series, went 13 and two-thirds innings pitched, a four-run ball. Great job, right? Yankee bullpen. Thirteen and one-third innings pitch of three-run ball. So, essentially, pretty much equal statistics for both sides. The Yankee bullpen was practically used just as much as their starters series. So, again, they rely heavily on that pen. On their relievers, on their big boppers to get the outs, right? On Britton, on even though he didn't look sharp. Britton did. Canely looked good. Um, Chapman, big five-out save. Um, you know, he relied on that pen, and they did the damn job. 13 and the third versus 13 and 2 thirds from the bullpen versus the starters. So they were pretty much used equally, and it paid off, man. Just held the Twins all together to seven runs, four from the starters, three from the relievers. So great job for Boom man, using it 50-50 there, splitting it up, and it's paid off. But And again, a big part of that, man, they held... Their own, um, when I'm going to come to face their big boppers on the Twins. Nelson Cruz did not do well. Miguel Sano, Mitch Garver didn't do well. You know, Cruz was 2 for 10. All he did was hit really a solo homer. Same with Miguel Sano. 1 for 12. Just that solo homer in game one. Uh, Mitch Garver, 2 for 12 with a couple of singles. It was, that's that's it right there. Yankees locked down the Twins' biggest bats in Cruz, Sano, and Garver. Um, They couldn't do anything uh, against Yankee pitching. And that's that's it. They lock him down. You know, they they got the job done, man. It was so nice to see too. The Yankees put together a gem pitching performance in these three games. You have to respect that. Um, and of course, you can't win a series without defense, right? Defense wins you championships. And and how good was their defense, um, especially in game three? Oh wow, I, th- I feel like everybody made a great play in game three. We talked about Torres is sliding. You know, sliding stop to the left. Um, but LeMahieu made a great play at first. Um, Didi Gregorius in that ninth inning when Chapman gave up a liner, which could have put a run on the board for for Minnesota. He made a great play. Um, Aaron Judge made a bunch of great plays this series. A couple in the last in the last game. Everybody looked great defensively, and you're not going to win games without defense. The Yankees played great defense and. Again, so you, you add it all together. Great offense with the play discipline, with the power, with the aggressiveness at the same time. Um, great pitching with the way they attack them, with the off-speed pitches, and then great defense. You add all that together. That's why you have three Ws and a broomstick next to their name right now. But yeah, they're gonna advance, man, and they're gonna have to play either Houston or Tampa right now. It's looking like I don't know. It really doesn't. We, we really don't know. But as I'm checking the score here, the game of the Rays game in Game Four. It's 4-1 Tampa in the 8th inning. So, say they do pull out this victory, it's a tied series at 2-2. Two two. But here's the thing, it's going to go back to Houston for Game 5. So, I'm going to go ahead and say, despite them knocking knocking around Verlander on 3 days rest, which could really harm him, by the way. Guy threw over 180 pitches in the span of 4 days. Oh, man. That could haunt them down the stretch. You know, You never know what it does here in this next round. But I'm going to go out on the limb and say that the, the the Astros do win the series, and we get exactly what I honestly want. I do want this. I want Yankees Astros. I want this rematch. I want revenge. I'm pissed off right now, and I want the Yankees to go out there and really show the world that that, that Houston is beatable, that they can do this, man. I want them to show everybody if they want to be championships. Uh, if they want to be a championship team, they got to go out and beat a championship team, right? The Astros got a ring on their finger from a couple years ago, so it, it, it's one of the, those old sayings. Um, you know, to be the best, you got to beat the best, right? And that's what I want them to do. So I really want this 2017 rematch here, uh, here in 2019. I really want this rematch. And problem is, again, it's going to be on on the uh, Astros' side when it comes to home away. They're going to have home field advantage, which sucks. It definitely does suck because the Yanks are so dominant at home. And I'm scared shitless of the Astros on the road. But, again, I'm no coward. I want to see this happen regardless. Um But yeah, I think to win this series, really, the Yanks just got to keep playing their game and keep playing what they did, keep playing how they did, um, versus the Twins. You know, where offensively they, I want them to continue to get pitch uh, to continue to be patient, right? But get that pitch count up and get to that bullpen because that's their weakness right there, right? That's where Houston is not necessarily strong. Their bullpen isn't really the greatest bullpen. In the world, right? And they've not had a great start this postseason. They've given up some runs. You look at the game logs from game one, two, three, and and uh, and four. They've they've not had a great start um this postseason either with that bullpen. So that's what I want the Yanks to do. If they continue to be patient like they did this series, this past series, they continue to be patient. They continue to get that pitch count up and you know get those twenty pitch innings from these guys. Get to that bullpen, you know. Hopefully, get Verlander out of there by five by six. Get Cole out of there as quick as they can. They have a shot. You know, that's what they're gonna have to do offensively. Continue to be patient, cut down the ks, um, keep drawing those walks and keep hitting your pitches. And, um, on the other side, I-, I think really, they just have to continue to to attack smartly. Is there a word smartly? because if it's not, I'll sound really stupid, <laughs> but they really have to continue to attack, you know um, with that same plan, you know, but be careful, you know. That curveball, fastball um, combo can be nice, but they do have to be careful. Um, sometimes you don't want to walk too many people. If you're going to keep nibbling like you did in this series, it could come back to haunt a much more disciplined hitting team like the Astros. But I do, I do like what I saw. But a couple of tweaks I would like to see. I would like we have to get more length um, from our starting pitching. I don't think four and two thirds, four and a third, five innings is going to work against Houston. I really don't especially because we really, like I said, we use the bullpen so heavily already. Uh, We're going to need some length this time, right? So whether it's James Paxton um, going six, uh, pitching into the seventh, whether it's him, Tanaka, or Severino, somebody's going to have to do it. Um, Yeah, so it'd be nice to get at least six or six and two-thirds or six and a third from somebody in that rotation. all three of them have the ability to do it, right? Tanaka is a postseason gem right now. He continues to pad his resume. Uh, James Paxton, he was so-so in his first outing, but we got him to be an ace, and he has that capability. And uh, Luis Severino obviously can, can go seven when he's on, but he has to be on. I don't think the Yankees are going to get away with having so-so outings like Paxton and Severino did. You know, I don't think they're going to get away with that this time. I think everybody's got to be sharp um, in that rotation, but... Yeah, like I said, definitely, we, we're we going to need some length. They're not going to win by by going half and half here, starting rotation and bullpen. Somebody's going to to take the workload, and we're going to have to do it that way. It's going to have to be traditional baseball, all right? On the other side, I would like to see life from Gary and Giancarlo. Um, I'm not going to harm too much on them because, you know, we won the series, and the offense was a big part of why we won the series, but... Gary Sanchez and Giancarlo Santin Stanton were really underwhelming this series. Um, Gary really was... Well, Gary, you know, sometimes he's great, sometimes he's not. He's a very inconsistent hitter. I don't think he's a great hitter. I think people overate the living shit out of him. I think what he is is a very streaky, one-dimensional slugger who, when hot, is very, very good, but when cold, is very, very useless. And right now, Gary Sanchez is very useless at the plate. Now, before I get in- into it deeper, I do want to give Gary credit because he had an excellent series behind the plate. And all season, he's been much better behind the plate. I've actually gone as far as to say he's been in above-average presence as a catcher this year. So he continued that this postseason. No issues behind the plate from him. He continues to be very sharp. But at the plate, we do want to see that Gary Sanchez guy return, where he's hitting homers for this team and he's helping them. But right now, he's kind of what he always is. It's If he's not hitting the homers, he's not going to do much else, right? He's not a guy who hits singles the other way anymore, which sucks because he was that once. He's not a guy who hits a lot of doubles. He obviously doesn't hit a lot of triples. But now he doesn't walk much either. He chases a lot. And because of that, his batting average is going to be low, hence the 230 average this year. And his, ba- and his on-base percentage is also going to be low, hence the 310 OBP, I think, something around that mark this year. And, you know, it's kind of translating here into the playoffs. When you're an all-or-nothing hitter, it's going to be hard to have some success in the, in the playoffs because you're going to get you're going to be facing better pitching. You're not going to be facing just pitching. You're going to be facing some of the best pitching in the world. And he's going to have to step up here against Verlander, against Cole, against whoever the hell Houston decides to throw out there, uh, even Granke. Um, whoever, he's going to have to step up, Gary Sanchez, on the offensive end um, and not be a black hole because I tell you what, I don't care as much as this hurts to hear Austin Roman has been a damn great presence in this team, you know. He's a contact hitter. This guy comes in, he rakes. He hits the ball. He hit two eighty this year. He was the guy that kept the line moving, and that's a big part to why the Yankees have been so successful again offensively this year, because the guys, because of guys like Roman who keep that line moving. And yeah, as far as Giancarlo Stanton goes, listen, sure he was better, right? We get it. It was cute. He walked some He walked. He walked a couple times. He was great. He wasn't terrible like he was last postseason. But here's the thing: this, this. I'm not nitpicking. I really am. I'm, I'm really not. Is that really our standards here? The guy's making $30 million. Are we really just going to say because he was so bad last postseason that we'll just take a couple of walks? Sure, I'll take it. Sure, it's much better than the negative impact he was last year. But really, are we paying him $30 million to not suck? Or are we paying him $30 million to, to be $30 million player? Right? Are we paying him $30 million to just be decent? Or are we paying him $30 million to be a superstar? It's time for Giancarlo to, to man the hell up, right? Let's go. Put your foot on the gas and hit these homers that we got you for. Be this scary presence that everyone hypes you up about. Oh, Giancarlo, one of the best power hitters in the game. Oh, how could you dare talk about Giancarlo like that? How could you dare want Mabin over him? Well, you know what? Then let's see it. Let's see Giancarlo do something besides walk a couple of times. Let's see him be Giancarlo Stanton. All right, if you guys are going to hype him up this much, let's see Giancarlo take that next step and start driving runners in. Let's see him produce runs. Let's see him hit home runs. You want to hype him up about, you know, talk about him like he's this Hall of Fame talent, like he's this ridiculous player who should never be replaced well you know what i want to see it this round all right i don't want to see him just walk listen again it's nice it was a nice improvement i enjoy seeing stanton not suck but can we please have some standards here, right? Every player's got an expectation and Stanton's expectations when he came to this team were to perform at a $30 million level. And he's not been doing that. So let's do it. It's October. It's time to do your best. And he's not really been that yet. He stranded a bunch of runners, by the way, still. He only had one hit in this entire series and it was a blue pop fly single. But Let's see him start lining those doubles in the gap or lining those doubles, hitting those homers. Let's see him be Jean Carlos Stanton, the guy who everybody hypes up. I'm sorry, I had a rant there because that annoys the shit out of me, right? People think I'm nitpicking. I'm not nitpicking. I want I want you know, I want my value there. We're paying him thirty mil, twenty five mil, whatever the hell it is, then play like a twenty five million dollar player. Right? Have some standards. Just because he didn't suck like last postseason doesn't mean he wasn't it doesn't mean he lived up to his you know to his contract either. Let's start living up to that contract and hitting the ball how you're supposed to hit the ball, Giancarlo, or else Mabin's gonna be right in there. He already produced more than Stanton did all series in one at bat with that homer last night. But, but those are the two things. I'm sorry, I don't want to be a dick. I, uh, I know I'm serious. Those are the two things I want to see the Yankees do uh, going forward here against Houston. If so, uh, length from their starters and some life here from Gary and Giancarlo Stanton. Um, but yeah, I can't stress enough how important it is to. to to just win. You know, it sounds so stupid and simple, but especially at home. Listen, the Yanks don't have home field advantage this round if they're playing Houston. I'm just going to say Houston as if we're playing them. The Yanks don't have home field advantage this round. We have got to win all these home games, okay? This is going to be a seven-game series, a best of seven. So that means you're going to have three games at home only. Win all three. got to win all three of them. And it'd be nice to win that first the first game, too. There's your series right there. <laughs> win the first game and then win every home game and you have a win. There you go. And you're going to the World Series. Jeez, that feels good to say. We win this We win this series, fellas. We get to the World Series. Holy shit. Right there. We have that. I am it, man. I taste it. So let's beat these motherfuckers, man. Jesus. I want to beat them so bad. I want this rematch. That's why I'm... That's why really I'm kind of pulling for you. Because I want this rematch. I want to do it in front of their crowd. I want to step on their throats. I really want to end this... Cocky fan base, this cocky organization, so badly. I want to hammer Verlander, Cole, Granky, who didn't want to play in New York. I want to hammer every one of them. I am so hungry f- for a championship, and I want nothing but. I want it to be uh, against nobody else but Houston and whoever the hell comes next. So let's let's go do that, man. Let's go win these games, and um, yeah, let's go Yankees, man. Guys, thank you so much for stopping by. <clears throat> Again, I appreciate the listen. Um, I don't get many people listening to my podcast here on BD4, where there's no better way to get your Yankee info. Uh, but I appreciate everybody that does. You know, I I I, uh, I don't do this for followers. I don't do this for listeners, for views, whatever the hell. I don't blog for that. I don't podcast for it. I just do it because I like doing it. I love talking about the Yanks. I love talking about the Knicks who played the other night, by the way, preseason game. Um, But, yeah, I just do it because I like it, and I appreciate every one of you checking me out and sharing it or even just a simple like or commenting and saying, hey, Rob, good job. I like that, man. I appreciate that, and it goes a long way to me. So don't think I don't see that. So thank you uh, all for stopping by, and, hey, let's go Yanks, man. I'm going to go watch the rest of this Astros game. Um, Oh, let's go win a damn World Series. I'll see you guys. So I want to bring this up. I will see you guys... So, obviously, this next series is going to be a little bit longer. It's a seven game, it's a best of seven instead of a best of five. So, I'm not necessarily sure if I'm going to just do one podcast at the end of the entire series or I might split it up and do one in the middle of it and one at the end. I will let you know. You know, I guess it all depends on the score of the series. You know, whoever's winning the series, uh, whatever the score is of the series, if it's something like two to two, then I'll definitely make a podcast episode you know, right after that series, right after that uh, that fourth game, but uh, we'll see, depending on the score of the series and how quick the series goes, uh, it'll either be one or two episodes, but that'll be that, guys, thanks so much for stopping by, and if you haven't yet, follow me on Twitter, at NYSportsTalkRC, same handle on Facebook as well, and I'll see you then, all right guys, I'll see you Saturday, thanks, ciao.